Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mind Valley podcast. Now, before I tell you about today's episode, let me tell you what happened to me. Three weeks ago, I was on Necker Island and I got hit in the face with a kite. It was, um, we were kite surfing. I was on the beach wrapping up my kite and uh, one of my dear friends whacked me in the face. Fortunately, I was wearing sunglasses. It saved me from severe scarring, but the impact was so great. The edge of my sunglasses carved a piece out of my face, just missing my eye. So now I've got this weird scar right next to my eye. And, um, you know, it it really made me wonder, our skin is such a sensitive thing. And um, it's kind of nice having a scar. It's actually pretty badass. I'm proud of it. But at the same time, as we age, skin is often one of the first things that starts to sag and get wrinkly and get spots. We, We all know this and we all worry about this. But there are ways you can prevent it. There are ways you can slow down the aging of your skin. And many of these ways are incredibly practical, but we don't get trained on what to do. There are so many ads we see on TV. And so what I wanted to do to add immense value to the Mind Valley audience is to bring on a brilliant cosmetic dermatologist, speaker, and author by the name of Dr. Barry Leica. He is the founder of the Canadian Skin Cancer Foundation, the Ethical Cosmetic Surgery Association, and your cosmeticdoctor.tv with now over a hundred shows. He is the chairman of Well and Wise. He's written a best-selling book called Restoring Youth. And as you'll soon hear, he has another book coming out. So we're going to talk about at least five different things you can apply to ensure that you are looking better and better as you get older and that your skin is radiant, incredibly good looking, and just makes you feel so happy when you look at yourself in the mirror. How about that? So welcome to the Mind Valley Podcast, Dr. Barry Leica. Barry, how are you? Vision, I'm just fantastic. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. And thank you for having me as a guest on your show. It's really going to be a lot of fun for your guests. So we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about how at least five different things to ensure that we have radiant skin as we grow older. So let's get started. First, let's start with what skin is. Skin is the largest organ in the body. It really is the most important organ in the body because it's the interface between the world and the inside of you. So it keeps the world outside of you and also keeps your inside inside. Now, you know, you the bad thing about the skin is everybody sees it right at the start. And so people make their impressions on an individual within seven seconds of seeing them. So when you're walking down the street and somebody looks at you, you have exactly seven seconds to make an impression on them. And uh, if you're not looking good, if you're not feeling good, your skin shows it. Now, the simplest thing in the world that causes the skin to have problems is something we all like. It's called sunlight. Sunlight is one of the most dangerous things for your skin, and it's for all types of skin. Light skin, like myself, I'm very white, but it's also a big problem for all of colored skin, and it's an extreme problem for dark skin. Really? Yes. 
what the skin does is interact with the sun and it causes lack of water. It, it causes a lack of vitality. And for olive colored skin, it also is responsible for brown spots and red spots and spots that just do not do well on the skin. And those are very, very hard to, to get rid of once you get them. So you must start with a, a preventative program. And the simple thing about taking care of your skin are, are basic skin care. The basic skin care you need is, first of all, to wash it. And when you do it, you have to do it with plain water. Plain water is a very, very important skin uh, thing for the skin because it hydrates the skin. It moisturizes the skin. But if you just put water on your skin, it will dry it out. So immediately following washing your skin, you should put a gentle moisturizer on it. Something with light ingredients that will help to trap the moisture in your skin. Now, that's one of the simplest ways to make your skin important. Now, the second most important ingredient that you can do is to put a sunscreen on your skin every day, 365 days a year, when it's cloudy, when it's sunny, etc. Every single day. Every single day. Sunscreen is one of the most important things you can put on your skin, and it protects your skin from the sunlight. Now, the problem with sunscreens is if you're outdoors and you're sweating and it's hot and humid, a sunscreen will stay on about two hours. So you must repeat it. So when you were on Decker Island, I, that would, should have been something that should have been everywhere. Everywhere should people should have been using sunscreen because sunscreen really helps it. And, you know, when you get a burn on your skin, that is a very, very dangerous thing because the skin reacts, it swells, it causes all sorts of problems. And that is the very start of getting skin cancers because when the skin starts to change because of this heat, the skin cancers start to come out and skin cancers can be very, very dangerous. I've treated over 20,000 skin cancers in my life and I've treated it on all sorts of people and people can prevent them by treating their skin well, but many, many people don't. And these cancers come out later in life as a result of the abuse that you've done to your skin throughout your life. So those are a couple of things to start with. Moisturizing, sunscreen. Remember that sunscreen is one of the most important things you can do. So you're saying we need to wear sunscreen every single day. Now, does the type or the quality of sunscreen matter? Because I've heard that some sunscreen can be bad for the skin. You know, there's a lot of old wives tales about sunscreen out there. Uh, you know, when you compare a sunscreen, the harm it does to your skin versus the cancers you can get that are deadly, I, I think even the worst sunscreen is better than getting a skin cancer. I see, I see. Now, now, is there a type that you recommend, SPF 30, SPF 50? What should you, you know, be going SPF, for? SPF is a very important concept, and let's just explain that for a minute. SPF stands for the amount of time you can stand in the sun after you put on a sunscreen without getting a burn. So let's suppose your skin burns in an hour. Well, if you put a sunscreen on with an SPF of 30, in theory, you should have enough sun protection for 30 hours. But again, remember the wind, the sweating, 
takes off your sunscreen. So you must repeat it every couple of hours if you're outdoors all day. I see. Okay, so SPF 50 means that you could you could stand under the sun for 50 hours. In theory. In theory, right? But it's never that. It's never that. So, so you said start the day with moisturizer and sunscreen. Yes, two of the most important things you can do. So help me out here. Are there any all-in-one products, which are moisturizer and sunscreen combined, or are these two different products? I would prefer to use separate products because they're they are doing different things. You should choose ones that uh, all sunscreens have a bit of a moisturizer in it, but a moisturizer should go on first thing on damp skin because if you put it on damp skin, it traps the moisture in the skin. Then you should wait a few minutes and then put your sunscreen on and it should go all over where the sun shines. Got it. Okay. Now the second question is what about facial wash? How do we use that? You know, a gentle cleanser is what you should do in the morning. You should wash your skin, get all the oils off it. And in the evening, you should wash your skin again. Because remember, during the day, your skin is sweating. It has oils on it. And those oils plug the pores and your pores get plugged. That's when you can start getting acne. That's when you can start getting. So you're saying wash the skin twice a day. And in the morning, apply moisturizer and apply sunscreen. And I'm guessing after coming back from work, you can wash the skin again and apply just moisturizer. But there's no need for sunscreen in the nighttime, right? No, you don't need it at night uh, unless you're living in Canada like I am where it is right now, sunlight from four in the morning till 12 o'clock at night. So you'd be best to be protected all day long. Got it. So unless you're an Eskimo, right? We don't need, we, we won't need sunscreen after, after coming back to work. Now, so, so those, are some, those are some pretty good tips. And it almost seems that women do this intuitively, but men are so ignorant of this. Um, <laughs> I I have been so irresponsible with my skin after listening to you today. Well, you know, it's not too late to change vision and everybody can learn from simple lessons here. I know. I, I realize how, how, how bad I have been. Now I'm going to start putting some of these practices in place. Okay. So we've spoke, we've talked about facial wash, moisturizer, sunscreen. What else should we be doing? Well, you just talked about a scar that you have developed on your skin from a kite injury. Now, that scar, believe it or not, can be changed at this point in time if you start using some creams that have silicon in them. By using a silicon-based cream, you can actually make that scar vanish over a period of a month or two and just putting it on every day. Really? Okay, so a silicon-based cream. How would we... Now, now this is this is getting interesting, but I'd love to also get your recommendations on what type of cream we should use and, and where we can find them. You know, there's a number of them out there. And, and uh, one of the my favorite ones is something called gloves in a bottle. Why is it a, a good cream? The reason why I love this is, first of all, it's inexpensive. Secondly, it's readily available. Thirdly, it gives a barrier to a lot of things going on. So it basically traps the healing elements in the skin and helps the scar to diminish over a period of time. Wow. Okay. So it's called Gloves in a Bottle. I'm looking at it on Amazon right now. Shielding Lotion 8 ounce. 17 bucks. Okay. Now this is what we use 
So it's called a shielding lotion. What is a shielding lotion? A shielding lotion is a lotion that goes on the skin and prevents other elements from getting into the skin. So it actually protects it. I see. So this is what you would rub on a scar. But is this what you'd also use as a moisturizer? This I would use if you have a hand problem where your hands have a rash on them. And, you know, when you wash your hands several times a day, your hands get irritated. This is the perfect cream for that. Okay. Great, great. Okay, so gloves in the bottle is what I want to use to help me remove a scar. Fantastic. Okay, let's let's keep going. These are some powerful and useful tips. Yes. Okay, let's go through a couple of other things. The fourth thing you should do is look in the mirror. Make sure you look at your skin every day. If there's a sore that's there and it doesn't go away within a month, Be careful. That could be a skin cancer. If you see a brown spot on your skin that's growing or changing, be very careful because that could be a melanoma, one of the most dangerous skin cancers in the world. Uh Uh-huh. Now, does this apply to people of, of different skin colors? Are there different things we should be looking for if we are brown or black? Basically, if any mole is changing, it should be looked at. We always say a mole that's the color of the American flag you should be worried about. In other words, if it's red, white, and blue, if it has changes in colors in it, if it has hues in it, we also get worried about it. If a mole is asymmetrical, if one side doesn't look like the other side, we get very worried about it. B is the border. If it's getting jagged like the coast of uh, California, we'd be very worried about it. And this would apply not just to our face, but all across our body. Everywhere in your body. In fact, it's recommended that people should get their, their moles checked every month in front of a mirror. You should get naked and look at all your moles on your body and see if any of them are changing. I see. So that's a very powerful I've had friends who have been severely affected by skin cancer, so I'm so glad that you brought that up. Now, now a couple of other questions. Okay, we were talking about we we're talking about the importance of moisturizer, of sunscreen, of washing your face. One thing I recently noticed: I was traveling through Japan, and I noticed that in places where they were selling sunscreen, they would sell a special type of sunscreen remover, and um, uh, it was explained to me that regular sunscreen cannot be removed by regular soap. You need a regular, you need a special type of sunscreen remover. Is this true? I I think that's more hype than reality, Vision. I think if you use a regular soap on your skin every day, you will be removing your sunscreen very easily. Good. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up because that stuff I bought in Japan was some expensive shit. (laughs) Well, you know, that's, that's the problem is, that's the other thing you should realize is the more expensive a product doesn't mean it's better. Uh, a lot of it's better marketing and, and a lot of the expensive products are couched by better marketing and that becomes a problem. So speaking of which, what, what are some brands that you really trust and recommend that we should pay attention to for both men and women? You know, brands over my 30 years in practice have come and go. And, and the key with branding is that you should go to a product that you feel comfortable with. Uh, a product that that is good. I, I've always liked one of the brands called La Roche 
French Posé for France. It's always had a good reputation. It's always brought out good products. And it's also brought out good sunscreens that have stood the test of time. Okay, let's let's spell that for people who are searching. La Roche, L-A-R-O-C-H-E, Posé, P-O-S-E. Fantastic. And it's really affordable, too. It's 15 bucks for uh, for a tube. I think with cosmetic products, you should buy ones that have good value and uh, save some of the money that you have for some of the procedures you'll need as well. Because as we get older, not all creams can take care of all the problems that you have, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let, let's go on to the next step. All right, so you've recommended your favorite brand, La Roche-Posay, and um, I'm looking at it on Amazon, and the prices are actually really reasonable. This is really good. So so I see tel- I see something called Tolerine Double Repair Face Moisturizer. I'm guessing that's the type of facial moisturizer we apply in the morning and before going to bed. Yes, that that is an excellent moisturizer. Okay, double repair face moisturizer. And then I see sunscreen SPF 15 and Telios SX daily moisturizing cream with sunscreen. If we get that, is that two in one? You know, that is uh, two in one. But again, I'd probably use a moisturizer separately because we're trying to do two things. And, And, you know, as you get into the sunscreens, you can get sunscreens with numbers up to 100. Now, only do we need an SPF of 100 if you have a skin condition that requires that. So you really don't have to go that high. An SPF of 30 to 50 is more than adequate for most people. I see. Got it. And and then I also see purifying foaming gel cleanser. So that, I'm guessing, is the, the type of cleanser we use to wash our skin. Yes. Very kind, very gentle, very nice for the skin. You don't want to use cleansers that are too harsh. Because if they do, you start getting reactions to the cleansers themselves. I see. Okay. And then I also see that um, they have some products which I am not familiar with. For example, micellar cleansing water, clarifying solution acne toner. This is so freaking complex. Uh, Hialu B5, hyaluronic acid serum anti-wrinkle concentrate. So anyway, my, my, my point is, despite those, other than those three, if we just look at the Larache Posé page on Amazon, are there any other products that you would recommend? You know, I think it's very important that when a person has certain skin issues, like they're developing acne, if they're developing rashes, if they're developing things, I think they should see a healthcare consultant, a, a person that knows their skin, so that they can help guide them into the proper products. It's very easy to try to be your own doctor and try to find the right product. But at the same time, I think you make a lot of mistakes along the way. A simple consultation helps people get through all of that. You know, in my life, I found other people's knowledge is very important, like on the show. But if you don't look specifically for your particular skin problem, I think you can make mistakes along the way. Got it. That's a very good tip. Thank you for that. Now, you also were about to get into treatments. You said after a certain age, we're going to have, we should look at certain treatments. Well, you know, people are starting to get into treatments younger and younger and younger now, because not only do they not want to get old, they want to prevent getting old as well. So they want to keep that wonderful look that they have when they're in their 20s or 25 or 30. And when each big uh, birthday comes up, like the 3-0, the 4-0, or the 5-0, they really want to prevent from getting older. 
You know, one of the simplest treatments that's been around forever is to use a treatment called Botox. And Botox is a simple injection that goes into a muscle group that relaxes it. Because as you use muscle groups, like the ones in between your, your eyes, called the glabella, that area starts getting a lot of creases on it. And it makes you look angry. It makes you look old, especially if you're a thinker. And that gives a person a bad look that they don't like. So many people have opted for Botox for that area to keep that area nice and firm and, and look perfect that way so that they don't start getting the mean lines or the angry lines coming. I see. And so you're saying that, because I know Botox gets a bad rap. You're saying it's, it's, it's okay when done by a good doctor in, in, uh, within reason. You know, I think that's the whole thing. All things in moderation, Fishin. Uh, if you go too overboard on anything, I think that that's a problem. The Buddha had the middle path, and I, I think the middle path is a good one. Uh, not going to too far extremes for anything. Got it, got it. Now, what about um, other things such as acne scars? I've heard about treatments such as needling. Uh, do you recommend any sort of treatment for that? Anything that can help us create uh, a smoother skin? Vision, that's a wonderful question. And, and I must tell you that there's a lot of myths about acne scars and acne. First thing, the best thing to prevent scarring is to treat acne early. So if you do have an acne problem, please seek out a healthcare professional early because if you can prevent a scar, it's by far the best way to, to treat your skin. Secondly, is if you do have some scarrings, check out a healthcare professional that know what they're doing because there's a lot of problems out there if these tools are not used properly. All these are tools, and over the years, I've taken up a huge interest in scar correction, and in 30 years, I've become one of the top experts in scar correction in the world. Uh, it, when we first started treating scars 30 years ago, we were absolutely awful in it, and we were treating scars by trying to make scars themselves, but the scars we'd create would look better than the scars we had there before. Now. To look at a scar, you must first analyze the scar. You have to think if it's depressed. You've got to think if it's like an ice pick. You've got to think what exactly is causing that scar and where it is. If you have a scar like the one you described with, from the kite, I suspect that's a little elevated and a little bit of uh, a pink scar at this point in time. However, it may grow in size to something called a hypertrophic scar if you don't take care of it properly. So all scar treatment starts with the right diagnosis, figuring out what the scar is, figuring out what can be done. And in the right scar, microneedling has a role to play. In the wrong scar, it does not. Got it. But my, so microneedling, could that be useful for people? Um, I have a friend who recently had it done on her face and she said the results were remarkable. She had to go for about four or five treatments, but she had, she was young, around 30 years old, um, acne, and she said it really, really, really helped give her her confidence back. The answer is it's a very good treatment in qualified hands. If it's done properly, it can help many of the uh, scars that are, are depressed slightly 
scars that are having some problems in that way. And it's often combined with another treatment called PRP, called platelet-rich plasma, where a person's blood is drawn from their arm, it's purified, the plasma component is taken out, and it's rubbed through the little holes the microneedling does. And what that does is speed up the microneedling healing of the skin through growth factors to make the skin better. But I must caution people, recently in Mexico, uh, several people got HIV from PRP, probably from using dirty needles. And that's probably how it came about. Uh, this was a blurb that occurred on the news a week or two ago, but you must be very careful where you get these procedures done. Right, right. But I'm guessing that that's extremely rare, right? The answer is in qualified hands, this should never occur. It should never occur. But again, it's let the buyer beware. Right, right. And PRP, I believe, is sometimes called vampire therapy because you're, you're extracting blood and you are, you are, you are putting it in parts of the skin and, and the hair so that it can spark rejuvenation. Exactly. And it's a very neat thing because it's taking your body's own healing abilities, the growth factors, and putting them back in. And that really, really helps. Uh, growth factors are found in platelets, which are found in the purified plasma. And that really helps to turn on the healing mechanism. It's like taking microneedling and putting it on steroids. Got it. Got it. I see. Okay, now let's talk about another common issue that people have. Dark circles under their eyes. Dark circles under the eyes are very, very common on people of color. It's in all of colored skin. I think this is more common than any other skin problem I see. And the problem, it is not that attractive. Now, what causes the dark circles is really, the dark circles are due to blood vessels that are underneath the skin that are shining through, making the skin look dark. Uh, as the skin gets older, the skin gets thinner in that area. Now, this is strongly genetically inherited. So the best way to prevent this is to choose your parents wisely. <laughs> right. Okay. Secondly, the second best way, if you cannot do that, is to uh, actually use the microneedling with PRP. And combining the two together with a series of three to four treatments, this usually goes away for months and months and months. Really? So microneedling and PRP can be used for, to, to, to prevent to prevent temporarily dark circles under the eyes? Yes, it it, it, it it takes it away. I wouldn't say just temporarily. I'd say for a long period of time. Months is a very good thing for this. I see, but that sounds painful. I mean, sticking those needles under your eye. The other thing that's come about over the years, Vision, is you know how a dentist can put a cream inside your mouth and numb it up before you get a procedure done and you don't feel the needle the dentist has used? Well, there are creams that now can be used on the skin and they actually numb up the skin. And I was responsible for writing up one of those in a journal way back in the early 1990s on using it. And that's become the forefront of, of skin medicine now. And what's that called, a topical anesthesia? Topical anesthesia. The, one, the first one that was out was something called EMLA, but there's many, many, many more out now. Got it, got it. So is that the main procedure that you would recommend for getting rid of dark circles? 
because I have that. I'm a I'm a brown man, and um, people sometimes tell me I look tired in photographs, even though I am wide awake. <laughs> but it's the it's the dark circles. It's genetic. That's the treatment of choice for that area of vision. Now, what about fillers? There's something called a filler, right? Yes. Let's go through what fillers are, because I actually started using fillers way back in. 1986 the first fillers were out were collagen based and they didn't last a long time they didn't do a lot and then fillers evolved they became better and better and better and the next set of fillers that came out were called ha fillers hyaluronic fillers hyaluronic acid or ha for short what these are are substances that are normally found in the skin that dissipate when a person starts getting older. And one of the hallmarks of aging the skin is your skin's, your face starts to lose volume. The skin's, uh, the substance underneath the skin starts to dissipate. The bones in your head actually get smaller as you get older and everything then starts to shift. So you start getting the wrinkles around your mouth, around your lips, around your eyes. Once we have realized this, we've been able to replenish the skin, rejuvenate the skin with substances that actually put the materials back in. Mm -hmm. And so the filler is an injection that's placing some of the materials that you lost from your skin back under your skin. Now, this is an art as much as it is a science, and it's very important for a trained injector to put the areas exactly where they should be and avoid danger areas, avoid areas where they can cause a lot of harm. A trained practitioner in this really uses these as arrows in a quiver or paints on a pellet. They make the skin so much better just by putting in small amounts of these materials in the desired area. So you're basically rolling back the clock by putting the skin the way it used to be a few years ago. And how long do fillers last? There are different types of fillers out now, Vision. Some will last four to six months. Some will last a year. Some will last up to two years. Now, there are some fillers that are permanent. I would really suggest to most people that the permanent fillers are not ones that you'd want to get into right at the start because you want to make sure you try it on for size first. You want to make sure it's right for you before you're doing something that you're going to have for years and years and years. Right. Now, are fillers removable? Some fillers are. The HA fillers are dissolvable uh, by a material that basically dissolves them. And they're very, very good that way. I see. And the permanent fillers, like if someone decides to have permanent fillers and then don't like the way they look for whatever reason, let's say the doctor doesn't do a really good job. Have you now permanently ruined your face or is that something that's fixable? Unfortunately, once the permanent fillers are there, they are permanent. I see. Okay, so there's a risk to it. There is a risk. But let's suppose you've had fillers every year for 10 years. You know exactly what you want. You know exactly where your face, you want your face to be like. Going on to the very long-acting fillers at that point in time is not a bad thing. I see. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. So those are some powerful tips. And um, um, so we spoke about, so let's do a quick recap. We spoke about the 
practices that we need to instill in ourselves on a daily basis, washing our face in the morning, applying moisturizer, and then applying sunscreen. And then upon coming back from work, washing our face again and applying another round of moisturizer. We spoke about SPF 30, SPF 50. You recommended a wonderful brand, uh, La Roche-Posay, which is great because I checked it out and it looks very, very affordable on Amazon. And then we spoke about treatments. We spoke about Botox. We spoke about microneedling. We spoke about PRP and we spoke about fillers. Is there anything else you would recommend? Well, I would suggest if a person's really interested in looking and feeling their best, they should check out a couple of healthcare professionals, go and see them, find out if they have something they offer, and check them out because they should be offering you something that can help you. And just one more thing. While we are talking, uh, while we were just talking about microneedling, I happen to have the La Roche-Posay page open on Amazon, and I see that they sell a product called Pigment Claire. Dark Circle Eye Cream, do these sort of things work or is this just hype? They work a little bit and I, I've never found a cream yet that will take dark circles away completely. What they are based on is they're trying to diminish the amount of pigment coming from the pigment cells of the skin and they do not work well. So a person can try that, but less than 10% of people are going to respond. Got it. Got it. Okay. So let's just discard that from a list of to-do items. So to wrap up, what you said is we should all seek a good dermatologist and seek seek good advice, good help in this area to stay looking our best and to stay looking young and healthy. Yes, Vision. I think it's very important for people to have somebody that they trust, somebody that they can ask questions to, and certainly they need to develop that trust over time. Because when you look on the internet, there's a lot of people that make claims out there, and the claims are very, very hard to substantiate. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Very, very, extremely well said. Thank you for saying that. There is so much hype out there. It's really hard to know what is, what's the truth and what is just hyperbole that is going to be a waste of our money. So thank you so much for all the wisdom you shared. And you know, for those of you listening, I, I just want you to know some of you may be going, well, what the hell? You're talking about having treatments and making ourselves look good, but you know, the thing about the world today is that what Barry said is true. We are we are judged by the first impression we make. And if you look tired, if you look like you haven't had enough sleep, if you look exhausted, it is going to affect you. I've been advising political candidates who are running for office. Um, I, uh, I do this to help support good people come to power. Um, and one of the first things is that so many of them are working so hard, traveling across the country, not getting enough sleep, and it comes across on camera. And the fact is, the audience, especially the American audience, judges you harshly for that. So if you are going on camera, if you are going on a book tour, if you are giving a presentation, you want to come across as your best. And as Barry said, great skin matters. And you can argue that, you know, we should embrace everyone for how we look naturally. But the fact is that kind of isn't how the world works. I get so many people writing to me, um, telling me that I look tired because I happen to be a brown man who has dark circles under my eyes. And, you know, and I got so much less attention when I was eight kilograms heavier and it showed in my face, right? And so I've noticed that as I have started taking better care of how I look, 
I'm able to do my service to the world better because I have more credibility. More people pay attention to my videos and my content that goes out. And it sucks that it has to be this way. But the fact is, that is how the world works. Most of the most viral teachers on the internet in terms of wisdom also happen to be people who look great um, and come across good. It doesn't mean that you are genetically blessed, but it means that at least you have good skin and you don't have dark circles under your eyes and um, you look fresh. And that is something that all of us have access to today. So I just wanted to clear that up. Would you have anything to add to that? Well, as I say, you don't have a second chance to make a first impression. And people make impressions within a very short period of time, whether they like you, whether they want to listen to you, whether they want to hear you. So I think it behooves a person to look their best at all times and put their best foot forward. The message can't be heard if a person doesn't like you, if they don't like what you're going to say. So Take that little bit of extra time and look your best so that you can do your best. And also keep in mind that nothing here we are talking about means that you have to hit the genetic lottery. Everything we have shared are stuff that is accessible to everyone. Now, as we wrap up, Barry, I just want to mention that you have a new book coming up. And I love the title, The Secrets of Living a Fantastic Life. The book is based on 20 pearls guaranteed to enhance and transform anyone's life. And um, I can't wait for this book to come out. I I just love the conversation we've had. You've got such a cool, gentle, refreshing voice and tone. And um, this book sounds like it's going to be wonderful. Vision, thank you. And as it's out, I would love to be on your show again, and we'll discuss that more. Absolutely. Let's make that happen. So thank you so much, Barry Leica, and thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and leave us a review. Tell your friends about the Mind Valley podcast, and I'll see you again in a few days. Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast.